Blog Talk Radio.
sovereign God is upon you because he has anointed you to preach good news he has sent you to the poor to find out the broken hearted Freedom to the captain Release the one
All right, sorry about that. We were muted for a minute. Welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. Just taking some time. You know, he rescued me. Rescued me, Jesus. And they're acknowledging the fact that God is an ever-present help in time of need. Do you need God's rescue in your life? Do you need God to uphold you and lift you up? I'm going to do Psalm 40. Psalm 40. We're going to go into Psalm 40, and then we're going to talk about that lifting up, that rescuing. Like I said, God says he'll be an ever-present help in time of need. That means when you need God to deliver you out of your circumstances, he'll be there. But you know, sometimes he doesn't deliver you out of them as much as he delivers you through them, or he brings a deliverance in your life as a result of them. But nevertheless, God will help you to finish what he started in your life. All right, so we're going to do Matthew 25, but we're also going to do Psalm 40, so I'm going to kick in Psalm 40 real quick. We're going to talk about the rescue of the Lord. Rescue of the Lord. Psalm 40. This comes through much, much, much study of the Psalms. You know, there's something that will happen if you begin to meditate on the Psalms. If you begin to read and pray through these 150 books of the Bible, the Psalms, you'll develop a heart of worship. You'll develop a heart of prayer. You'll develop a heart of gratitude. And you'll find yourself developing a passion and a desire for God. Psalm 40. This is David delighting to do God's will. And this is a psalm not only of deliverance, but the delight of the will of God. And you know, there should be a pleasure in doing God's will. You know, we should find a pleasure in that. And when we're not doing God's will, there should be something that brings them displeasure. It brings just a uh, a breach. The word. No. Uh, so, 40. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me, and he heard my cry. He brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my foot upon a rock, and he established my goings. He put a new song in my mouth and praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust and respects not the proud, nor such as turn aside the lies. Many, O Lord, my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to us that cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, there are more that can be numbered. Stop there and we'll continue for a minute. So here David is, he's saying, look, I waited patiently for God. 
and he inclined unto me, and he heard my cry. Here David was waiting on God, seeking God, resting in his presence. And instead of complaining and murmuring to people, David would bring his heart, bring his concerns, bring whatever he was full of at the time, and he would cast those cares upon God. He would he would cry out to God. And this is what David says. He says, he brought me out of a horrible pit and out of the miry clay he set my foot upon a rock. You see, there is a time in David's life, just like there's a time in all of our lives, when things get a little muddy, things get a little shaky, things get a little unstable, and we find ourselves sometimes in a horrible pit. Just some horrible circumstance, horrible tragedy, horrible situation or season in our lives, we find ourselves in it. Sometimes we find ourselves drudging through the mud of life, drudging through just the the junk, the responsibilities, just the heaviness of having to keep up with it all. And it leaves us full of mud, dirty. David said, look, here God brings me up out of this horrible pit. And not only does he bring me out of it, but he sets my foot. He sets me on a rock. He puts me on a stable foundation. He says, he established my goings. And for David, this was huge. He says, look, God established my steps. He made sure every step that I took, I was set in place. I was stable. God undergirded me. How is it in your life when you're in that horrible pit, when you're finding yourself completely covered in the mud of life and sin and failure, fear, discouragement because life threw you a curveball, something happened that was outside of your box, and maybe you're still trying to recover. Listen, friend, you need the hand of God to reach down in to your situation and pull you up out of your horrible pit and set you on something that's bigger than yourself. Set you on something that's not going to fail you. Everything and everybody else, including yourself, has failed you in times past. Why else would you be covered in the mud? Why else would that pit be horrible? God and his mercy and in his love will put his hand into your situation. Sometimes we need to just cry out like David did. See, that's the key, one of the keys, one of the keys to delighting in the will of God, one of the keys to being delivered out of your pit is crying out. There's a power in crying out. There's a there's a purpose in it. There's an authority in it. There's a God-given, God gave us this. He gave it to us. 
the ability to cry out, speak out unto God. Many times we don't exercise that right. And therefore we find ourselves stuck in it, covered in it. Let's keep reading and find out what happens. It says, he set my foot upon a rock. He established my going. And he put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. So here, not only God takes David, who's crying out, and reaches into his situation, pulls him out of his pit, takes him out of the miry, muddy clay, gets him on a firm foundation, but he doesn't stop there. Then he does so much. He he does something on the inside of David. See, God doesn't just do things to change your external circumstances. In fact, sometimes he uses your external circumstances to begin to do a work on the inside, an internal work. See, God's more concerned about the root because he's really concerned about the fruit in your life. And if he can reach down on the inside of you and produce a new root, then the fruit will change. And you see, we're we're supposed to be of the root of David, of the root of Jesus. He's supposed to be the, the seed of our life that grows and produces that that vine or that tree of righteousness on the inside of us. And then as it's nourished and brought to maturity, it produces its fruit in its season. The problem is we don't abide in God and allow him to garden our life, allow him to prune our life and nurture and nourish and bring to us those things that we need for proper growth. And so we get stuck in it. But see here, God reaches down into David, and he does a work on the inside. He changes the root. He puts a new song. He says, he put a new song in my mouth. You ever have the devil steal your song? You ever feel something just knock the wind out of you where you just don't have that spring in your step? You just don't feel like singing anymore. Cry out just like David did. Cry out, just like David did. Guess what? God will put a new song in your mouth. And he'll put a praise on the inside of you. David said, even praise unto our God. Not only did he put a song, he put praise. He put gratitude. He put a worship on the inside of David. That caused David to shift his focus and turn, look to God in the middle of whatever he was going through. Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we get so covered up over in the mud. We get mud in our eye, we can't even see straight. Sometimes we find ourselves so shaky, this this miry pit, this miry clay, it's like a quicksand. 
And once you get stuck in it, the more you struggle, forget. And sometimes in life, the more we put ourselves in the situation, the more we struggle through it, and we try in our own abilities, the deeper we get, the deeper we find ourselves in it. See, God sets it up that way sometimes because he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. But in me and through me, all things possible to them that believe. If you abide in me and, and I abide in you, and my word abides in you, that's what Jesus said. John chapter 14, the Gospel of John chapter 14, 15, 16, read through there. Throughout those chapters, Jesus is constantly talking about this abiding and this being one with. Listen to this. This is David. David had a glimpse of this too. He says, many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. Key. That's key. Verse 4, blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust. See, if you trust God, there's a blessing in relying on and believing in and hoping in. Trust. Do you rely on? Do you, do you put it all on the line because you believe in? Are you persuaded enough to allow it to affect the way you think about things? Are you persuaded enough to allow it to affect the way you see things to the people or the way you respond to a situation? Blessed is the man that maketh his Lord his trust. Is God your Lord? Is he your trust? Are you relying on him? Are you dependent on him? Delighting in the will of God. See, when it rejoices God's heart, it should rejoice your heart. And when it breaks God's heart, it should break your heart. And when God's delighted in the fact that you're doing those things that he purposed for you, it should spark something on the inside of you when you know you've got your Father's, your Heavenly Father's affirmation. You've got his blessing. You've got his thumbs up. Because you're delighting to do his will. This is what David's talking about, Psalm 40. Blessed is the man that respecteth not the proud or turns aside the lies, but many, O Lord, are your wonderful works which you have done. And thy thoughts which are to us, they cannot be reckoned. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ears has thou opened. Did you hear that? He says, look, David knew, God, you're not just into these empty sacrifices, these empty praises. 
these empty songs. You want a new song. You want a song from the heart. You want real worship. You want a man, you want a woman that will trust in you. And God's looking for a man and a woman that will trust in him. Not just sing good. Not just raise their hands up so high. Or clap on beat. Or say amen, hallelujah, praise Jesus on cue right on time in the middle of Sunday, Wednesday. Whatever day, church service. No, he's looking for somebody that's going to trust and take him at his word and lay it all on the line and say, God, as much of a mess as I am here, I'm going to trust you to get glory out of my life. I'm going to trust you, God, so that I will delight to do your will. I'm going to trust you, God. Because you're going to deliver me out of my, you're going to deliver me out of my horrible pit. I'm going to trust you, God. He says, my ears you open. Burn offering and sin offering you have not required. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book that is written. I delight to do thy will. Oh, my God, yea, your law is within my heart. He says, I, I delight to do your will, God, and I come before you. All this stuff that's written in the book, I, it's in my heart. I want to please you. It's in my heart to want to do your will, God. You're not just looking for these vain offerings and these vain sacrifices, empty religion. God's not looking for empty religion. Remember what Jesus said? I don't want whitewashed sepulchers. I don't want tombs that are painted over full of dead man's bones. See, when you're full of death inside, when you're full of dead man's bones inside, when you're full of more messed up on the inside, but you're running around with the with the painted vase on, now get broken. Let people know your need for God. Your need for Jesus. We, none of us have it all together. We need God. That's why we're doing this. And if you're not doing this because you need God, you're missing it. Jesus said you ask, but you have not. Because when you ask, you ask amiss, which means you ask with the wrong motives. And are you doing all this? Are you seeking first his kingdom because of your need for him? And your desire for him. Or why are you doing it? David said, I've preached righteousness in verse 9 of 
Psalm 40, I've preached righteousness in the great congregation, and I've not refrained my lips, O Lord. I've not hid your righteousness within my heart. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great congregation. He said, look, Lord, I, I did all these things you asked. I lived the way you, you told me to live. He says, 11, verse 11, withhold not your tender mercies from me, O Lord, but your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me. He knew the only way he was going to be preserved, the only way he was going to make it, is because God and his loving kindness and his truth were going to be the preserving factor of David's life, the thing that, that helped him make it. See, love never fails. But where there's prophecies, they'll cease. Where there are tongues, they'll, they'll stop. But guess what? Love never stops. Love never fails. God's love is eternal. And His Holy Spirit is pouring that love over those that would have a heart towards God. Be open to what God has for them. We're almost done. For innumerable evils have compassed me about. My iniquities have taken a hold upon me. I'm not able to even lift up at times. They are more than the hairs of my head. Therefore, my heart fills me. David says, look, there's times when I've got so much going on around me. Evil is on on every side. I'm blowing it. I'm missing it. I'm sinning against you. Lord, I, I can't even keep up with it. It's so consuming. There's so much. You ever feel that way? David did. I do. Sure you have. We all get that way. Depends on your season. Depends on where you're at. For some, it may be a season. For some, it may be many seasons. For some, you're so set in your ways, it may be a lifetime. Turn to Jesus. Call out. Cry out to God. Delight to do His will. He says, be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. Make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and confounded together that seek after my soul. Let them be driven backwards and put to shame that wish me evil. Let them be desolate the reward of their shame and say to me, aha. He says, Lord, just come against my enemies. Push them back. Don't let them get a hold of me. Verse 16, and this is it. Let all those that seek to you rejoice. See, David knew there was a reward to seeking God. There's a pleasure in seeking God. There's a pleasure in delighting to do God's will.
Yeah. Let all those that seek thee rejoice and be glad in thee. And let such as love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. Do you love God's salvation? Do you love the fact that he paid it all? Do you love the fact that because of what Christ did on that cross, listen, it gives you access to the Father. It gives you access to the presence of the Lord. It gives you the ability to communicate with God and to have a blessed life if you choose to and to have an eternal life in heaven if you choose that. It's what Jesus gave you the ability to have, the opportunity to have. Don't waste your opportunity. Don't waste your moment. Listen, say, the Lord be magnified. Say it. The Lord be magnified. You know what it means to magnify something? To make it bigger. To make it bigger than what's outside of that magnification. To make it bigger than what's outside of that little sphere there. And see, when you magnify God, what you're doing is you're saying, God, you're bigger. God, you're bigger than everything. God, you're bigger than me. You're bigger than my problems. You're bigger than my circumstances. You're bigger than my enemies. You're bigger than all this. So can you say, like, God be magnified? Can you let God just know how big he is in your life? Can you acknowledge it? Believe me, God knows. <laughs> you're not going <laughs> to... You're not going to tell God something he doesn't already know. But he likes to hear you say it. You know, he wants to hear you say, Jesus, Holy Spirit, God, Father, I love you. Thank you. You know, just just a thank you with God goes a long way. Does it does anybody? Just a, I love you. Talk to him. Cry out to him. Communicate with him. He says, but I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh upon me. Thou art my help and my deliverer. Make no tearing. Oh, my God. He says, look, Lord, don't wait. Don't hesitate. You're my helper. You're my deliverer. He says, look, I'm poor and needy. There's a lack in my life. I recognize my need for you, God. I recognize my lack, God, without you. Listen, David wasn't poor. <laughs> David wasn't poor. Listen, you're talking about a guy, he, he didn't really want for any material things or things that what we consider are necessary necessities of life. He had his season when he was hiding in caves and running. But listen, he was saying, I, I'm poor. I, I've got a lack in my life because I need God. I'm needy because I need God. That was Psalm 40. I'll, I'll get to Matthew 25 later this week. Our, our wonderful host, Sean Holmberg, is on a business trip this week. So everybody pray for Sean. Pray uh, 
for his family. Just pray for them. Listen. I'll be taking on the show this week, doing some of this. We'll get to Matthew 25 uh, probably tomorrow or the next day, depending on what happens. So, listen, delight to do God's will. Get, Get a passion for God and the things of God. Get excited about what God is excited about. Get hungry for what God wants to feed your soul with. See, part of the problem is there's not a drive people. There's not a motivation for God in a lot of people. You don't recognize your need for him. You don't recognize your lack without him. You don't realize what it's like just to be out of his presence for just a little bit. How horrible that feels. What it's like when all of a sudden you don't you don't hear his whispers anymore and you don't feel his presence anymore and you don't feel that peace. Listen, it's it's a horrible pit, my friend. So let's get out of our pit. Let's let God set our feet upon a rock, the rock of Jesus Christ. Let's let Jesus and the Holy Spirit, the hand of God, establish our goings and get us so firm on a foundation of his word and what God purposes for our lives, what God desires for our lives, that all of a sudden as we learn to hear his voice, David said, he opened my ears. That was the, what happened. Remember, he said, many will see and fear. And he was talking about God. And that's how it goes when, when the Holy Spirit comes in, when the anointing comes in, when the word of the living God comes in, it brings a revelation to it. It'll open up your eyes. Where you've been blinded to truth, you'll see. When you've been deaf to the voice of God, to the things of God, to the word of God, you'll hear again, or for the first time, talking about. So, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray for every person tonight every man, every woman, every person listening, Lord, that you would establish their going. Father, reach down into their lives. Lift them up. Set their feet upon a rock. Establish their going. Knock off all the mud and the mire and the muck and the yuck and the stuff. Father, fill them with you. Fill them with motivation. Fill them, Father God, the praise Father, I pray, Lord, your will be done and your kingdom come. Father, I speak right now to every sick body, every tormented mind. Father, I speak to every person, Father, that is running from their assignment. Lord, I call them back. I call them back right now, Father, that you would apprehend them and turn them around. And that, Father, right now every sick body would be healed. Father, every spirit of infirmity and everything that is coming against people's physical bodies, Father, 
I speak life. I speak healing. I speak freedom. And, Father, right now we declare, come, kingdom of God. Come, kingdom of God. Be established in our lives. Be established in the earth. Be established on Prayer International Radio. Kingdom of God. Go out to every person that touches this broadcast. Spirit of God, let your anointing break every yoke. In Jesus' name. And Father, we just pray, Lord, just reveal yourself to those that don't know you. Reach through religion and tradition and doubt and fear and lies. And Lord, let the love, let the love of your spirit apprehend every person tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Well, if you're just tuning in or maybe you've been with us for a while, this is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. I'm your host, my wife, Tracy, in the studio praying. We're praying for you. We're wanting to be a support to you. If you need anything, you can email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com. If you'd like to go to our website, we've got some resources on there that would help you mature in the Lord, grow in your faith, get closer to God, just get connected, whether it's on the Internet or on the radio or on the television, listen, you need fellowship, you need community, you need men and women speaking and praying into your life. Not just anybody, but seasoned, mature, holy, righteous men and women. Doesn't mean perfect. But those that desire God's will and not their own. So listen, if you want to write us, maybe you've got some questions, some concerns, maybe some prayer requests, maybe some prayer uh, testimonies about what got answered. Listen, we want to hear about that. Check out our website. It's www.prayerinternational.org. We've got a prayer request page. Maybe you don't know Jesus. It'll share with you about salvation. I don't But the Bible says all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Just call out, cry out, reach out to God, humble yourself, reach out to God and listen, he'll reach out to you. He's a good God and he's faithful. So listen, we thank you for listening tonight. We just speak blessings to you and yours. In Jesus' name, amen.